friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it's great to have you with me today. Hope you are doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, This podcast is releasing on Monday, September the 14th, and I'm so glad that you are with me today. This is our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges that we face in life. Hey, if you want a handwritten PDF copy of today's notes, go to LanceBain.com. There are many other resources there. would love for you to check those out. Also, you can email me through the website. would love to hear from you. would love to know what's going on in your life and how these podcasts are helping you. Would you take just a couple of minutes and send me an email or Leave me a comment on the multiple platforms where you can pick up this podcast. And lastly, would you consider sharing this with some of your friends who you know want to grow in leadership and just grow in fulfilling their unique calling and purpose? Hey, today's episode number 94. And as I said, I'm really excited to be with you. I love spending this time together. And we are continuing this little leadership series we started two weeks ago. I was off last week for Labor Day and didn't post anything, but we're picking up from where we were two Mondays ago on this little leadership series called Leadership Maxims, and today is part two. I've been a leader in a not-for-profit industry for almost 30 years, and there's a lot I've learned in that. One of the things I've learned probably near the top of the list of the most important things I've learned is that when you lead in a non-for-profit industry, you do have some paid employees, but much of what you are able to accomplish as a volunteer-based organization is through the relational equity and the clarity of leadership and the strength of the encouragement that you are able to give to others. I've learned that the more influence and freedom we obtain as leaders, the more we must be self-governing. And by self-governing, I simply mean a lifestyle that expresses itself in self-control. I thought about this yesterday. There was something I didn't really want to do, needed to be done. And I said, listen, Lance, you've got self-control. Tell yourself what to do. It's a healthy thing to do and go do it. That's what I mean by self-control. And these leadership maxims that I'm offering you are offered with the hope that they will provide for you wisdom and insight into self-control and leadership. So let's talk about some leadership maxims today. Okay, so a maxim is simply a short, pithy statement that expresses truth. And last week we covered, or two weeks ago, we covered two maxims. That's episode 93. You can listen to those. I just want to restate the maxims for you, but you can listen to podcast number, episode number 93, and hear me talk more at length about these two maxims. But the first one was don't allow circumstances to dictate atmosphere. Don't allow circumstances to dictate atmosphere. So important. And the second maxim that we talked about was bring clarity where there is confusion, direction where there is distraction, and focus when things are foggy. 
Clarity where there is confusion, direction where there is distraction, and focus when things are foggy. Very important for you as a leader. And what that maxim implies is that you have clarity, you have direction, you have the ability to rally your team, to rally your volunteers, to rally your organization around focus. And that feels particularly pertinent in this time when there are so many cultural noises and voices that are clamoring for your attention, for your direction, for your energy, and your passion. So today, I want to talk about two more maxims. This is maxim number three. Let your leadership speak for itself. Have a quiet confidence. Let your leadership speak for itself. Have a quiet confidence. I don't know a leader uh, in my life that I've not been close to at some level, had some friendship with, that hasn't battled insecurity. I think by nature, leadership, it, 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 it pulls out to the surface the insecurity that we face because leadership is out front. Leadership is in the limelight. Leadership's making decisions. Leadership takes responsibility. Leadership lives with accountability. And therefore, leadership almost has inbred within it a certain level of pressure and, and uh, reality that it's going to pull out of us insecurity. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that as a leader, you feel insecurity. You don't want to lead out of that insecurity. You want to recognize it. You want to admit it. And you want to find ways to manage and to lead out of your security, out of your quiet confidence, not out of your insecurity. So you need to let your leadership speak for itself. Now, here's some key ideas that I put in our notes today to help us understand what do I mean by let your leadership speak for itself. Well, first of all, one of the key ideas about letting your leadership speak for itself is authenticity. Authenticity. You, you, you want to, 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 to learn more about yourself. We're going to talk about this in our, in our maximum number four in a moment. But authenticity is about I'm not trying to uh, put on uh, some version of myself that's not true, that's not genuine. I, I, and therefore, there needs to be a knowledge of myself, my personality types, my, the, the way I made popular tools out there are available such as Enneagram, the disc profiles, strengths finders, uh, personality profiles. There's many, many tools out there that you can lean into to help you get a knowledge of yourself. You want to grow more confident in your authenticity. And what this really speaks to is not allow yourself to fall into the trap of comparison. Don't allow yourself to fall into that comparison trap, which is such a big trap, and it's, a, it's an ugly trap. It's a very powerful trap. Uh, the other key idea about let your leadership speak for yourself is accomplishment. So what are you really after? What's the goal of your leadership? For me personally, a couple of statements that bounce around in my mind is my dream is to help others people, other people's dreams come true, and I want to transform lives through love. I want to contribute to people's growth and development, accomplishment and sense of fulfillment and contentment in their life through the power of love namely showing up through leadership, through friendship, through resources. So when you think about 
letting your leadership speak for itself. There should be testimonials, accomplishments, um, stories of those people around you whose lives have been impacted personally in a very positive way. And those are the accomplishments that will be your greatest message for the power and strength and authenticity of your leadership. We are in a branding age. How many followers can we get? How many likes can we get? How many shares can we get? And I do believe that there's a certain significance to that. We want the message to spread around. It's an important message. But I don't want you to feel like all of your identity or your significance is wrapped up in how many followers or likes or shares that you are getting. I don't have a personal brand. I have a website. And I'm not saying that personal brand is a bad thing. I'm wanting to encourage you to let your leadership speak for itself, not to build a brand that is shallow and empty. Here's the third key idea is accountability. Accountability. When you let your leadership speak for itself, you're going to live in accountability. You're go- and in doing so, you'll foster integrity, strong character, the develop of development of your charisma and your your gifting. You'll be a competent leader. And we talk about these things so much on this podcast. So let your leadership speak for itself. Have a quiet confidence. And you can do that by embracing authenticity. Know what you're trying to accomplishment. Let accomplishment speak for you. And accountability. Know that your life is really submitted to a group of others. Here's maxim number four in this little series. Be secure enough to let the real you emerge. (laughs) Now you might say, Lance, didn't you just talk about that? Because you said let your leadership speak for itself. Have a quiet confidence. Yes, I did. These are very, very similar today. When I talk about letting your leadership speak for yourself, it's really the fruit of your leadership that is speaking for the quality of how you lead and who you are as a leader. That's what I mean by letting leadership speak for itself. Maxim number four, be secure enough to let the real you emerge is about your identity. It's what I talked about just a moment ago in authenticity. And there are some key ideas that I want to share with you to unpack and to sort of reveal for you what I mean by Be secure enough to let the real you emerge. Years ago, I was influenced by a well-known, in in my circle of faith, a well-known communicator and pastor. And the more I would uh, listen to this individual, and I loved what they had to say, my life benefited by what they were sharing and the the grace of Jesus that was on their life was making a, a real positive difference in my own life and in my family. But I found myself as a communicator, I was starting to try to communicate like them. I was wanting to come up with the same kind of cadence or the same kind of one-liners or the same kind of body language or the same kind of fashion style or the same kind of setup. I, I found myself losing my own identity as I was trying to embrace the identity of another. And I did that because their identity and the package of who they are and the way that that package shows up and communicates and loves and leads was making such a a deeply positive impact in my own life. I thought, well, I'll just I'll just repackage my life to look like theirs and then I'll have the same kind of impact on other people's lives. 
and I lost myself. I lost my voice. I, I lost my own gifting and my own uniqueness. And really underneath that is the idea that I didn't like me. I didn't believe in my giftings. I didn't believe in the way that God made me was sufficient to make a difference in other people's lives. And so I felt the need to adopt the identity of another. I wasn't secure enough to let the real me emerge. And so the key ideas underneath this is growth. You need to be growing. <clears throat> this gets into what I said a moment ago. What is my personality type? Am I more extroverted or introverted? Am I more intuitive or am I more of a sensing person? Am I more of a thinker or am I more of a feeler? Am I more perceptive or am I more black and white judging? Those are the letters in which you could get a Myers-Briggs personality type. What is my Enneagram number? What are my wings? And if you're not familiar with Enneagram, you can look that up on the web. And there's some wonderful material out there, even podcasts that will explore this for you. There are some wonderful folks on Instagram that are putting out great little statements around Enneagrams on Instagram. So you can learn more about who you are, your disc profile. I am a, a DI. I'm very driven and, I, and I'm a very much an influencer. And you want to know that. Uh, you can think about your strengths finders. Mine is belief and learner and adaptation and significance. And all of these things that I began to grow into began to help me know about me. Who am I and how am I made? When you get that kind of insight, friends, you create a pathway for growth. The other key idea is healing. I, uh, I come from a divorced home when I was very, very young. My parents were divorced. My mom remarried. Um, I had a wonderful stepfather who recently passed away. Uh, but through a lot of the childhood trauma and other situations that I won't share publicly, but other things that went on in my life, I recognized later in my life I needed healing from some childhood wounds and childhood trauma. Even, uh, I would say more recently in the last 10 to 15 years, the passing of my mother, the passing of my father, the passing of my stepfather conjures up times of regret times of uncertainty, old situations that need healing. You you can't let the real you emerge if the real you is afraid. You're going to let the real you be protected. You're going to build walls around the real you because you don't want to ever be hurt again. But authenticity and transparency and vulnerability, Brene Brown writes so much about this so eloquently and so passionately. You, you need to let the real you emerge, and that real you requires some healing because when you get your legs underneath you and you find healing, you can find confidence, you can find courage, you find wisdom, you, you find the willingness to get out there and risk again, and healing is critical to letting the real you emerge, and I've walked that healing path. Also, know yourself. We've talked about that. Love yourself. You need to talk about that. Love yourself shows up so much in your inner thoughts. Are you constantly criticizing yourself with your thoughts? Are you constantly measuring yourself and coming up short? I'm not talking about a self-righteousness. The righteousness that we need comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ and by placing our faith in him. 
But once that decision happens, friends, you become a new creation, and that new creation needs to change the internal dialogue within ourselves from something of constant comparison and criticism uh, and measuring to something of celebration and growth and humility. Here's a great definition and sort of maxim that I try to live by. I know I am at my healthiest when I live this way. I have nothing to prove, and I have no one to impress. When I recognize that I have nothing to prove to you, to my listening friends, and I don't have to try to impress anyone, that's when I know the real me, the true self, as my therapist would call it, the true self has emerged and is giving authentic, genuine leadership. So today, friends, let your leadership speak for, your, for itself, have a quiet confidence, and be secure enough to let the real you emerge. All right, these are some great leadership maxims that I think will help you show up today and this week as a very powerful, as a very humble, as a confident and courageous leader. And our world needs that today. Thank you for listening today to ordinary people extraordinary lives this is episode number 94 leadership maxims part two hey don't forget to check out lancebain.com you can get a copy a pdf copy of my handwritten show notes today there are many other resources that we've made available on that website would love for you to check out the resources page and don't forget to reach out to me would so i would so much love to hear from you and share this with your friends and leave me a con comment on any of the platforms in which you're listening. Thank you so much for being with me today, friends. And I look forward, as always, to spending next week with you on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, episode number 95. Have a great week, everybody. 